What's up? This is uh, Nick and Prajit. And this is On Soccer. So, yeah, welcome everyone to the season one finale of the On Soccer podcast. We've come a long way, but we're finally here. We had four solid interviews, a solid intro episode, you know, when we came a lot further than we thought we would in this like brief time. And, you know, it's, it's crazy that we're finally here. And, you know, the fact that we're here, we, we want to like sort of have this final episode to sort of, you know, like sum up like what we've been through this like semester, how it's really gone down, what we've accomplished and, you know, what we're looking forward to in the future. So, yeah, Nick, if you want to just like start off, like give us, like, like, why don't you give us a little synopsis of what you think went well this semester with the podcast and what you think we can improve on? I think, uh, I think we, we do a really good job of finding like interesting guests, right? And facts, uh, facts. I think that kind of went along with conference. Maybe some of the listeners were at the Collegiate Soccer Society. Yes, which we, we should get into more later. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, I think some of those guests kind of translated mm-hmm. to that. And uh, I think, you know, we're really good at asking questions and I think we ask yep. like really smart questions that maybe the, the guests haven't really heard before, but I, I mm-hmm. think we should bring our personalities into it a little bit more. You know what I mean? And like, facts, facts. make it like, I, agree. I think like, you know, some of the guests are probably more serious where you couldn't do that. But I think mm-hmm. the last episode that we did with Anthony Hudson, where we kind of, you know, joked around with him a little bit and made some, of the yeah, some banter. Funny, yeah. I thought it was like, I thought that was like one of our best episodes. I uh, definitely agree. Yeah. But yeah. No, no, hundred percent. Like you know, I think it's it definitely is crazy how like how far we've come in just such a short period of time. Like, dude, I, I never thought I'd be talking to Grant Wall over a Zoom call, oh, yeah. just in my like you know what's like sophomore semester of college. Like, like that yeah. happened out of nowhere. But just like you know, like like the connections we made, the amount of people that like love the game. It's it's, it's really crazy just to see everyone come together. So you know, like like especially like everyone who listens. Like you know, thank you so much. Like this, it, it just means so much. But mm-hmm. you know, other than that, I guess you know, like, like let's 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 start off by talking about probably the biggest thing that we did this semester something that we didn't think would come together for maybe like another year or two but let, let's talk about the uh, collegiate soccer society conference that we held so um yo nick why don't you give us a little summary of what that was and then i'll give like some of my thoughts on it too yeah sure so like me and Prajit are the vp of outreach you might have m- mentioned that before in a previous episode for the it's a club at michigan called the collegiate soccer society we're the we're the founding chapter so there's uh-huh yep other schools around the country that are starting their own uh you know chapters it's really interesting really cool and we we wanted to have a conference where we brought you know a bunch of speakers from different areas of the game and and have them come and speak and because of you know coronavirus we had it you know virtually over over zoom and we had a few different panels like business and we had a media and players panel, which was, which was my favorite. Um, we had some really big guests, some that were on the podcast, you know, Grant Wall, Alexi Lawless, we got Marisa Du, uh, who else? Uh, Harry Ship, who I used to ball boy for at Notre Dame, you know, full circle, mm-hmm. but just like a lot of really interesting people in the game and something that was kind of a surreal experience. Just they were speaking for our club, even though it was virtual, but that they were doing this for us and kind of, you know, speaking to all the kids at Michigan was just something that was so cool. And I'll always remember. So what about you? Nah, definitely. I agree. And it's like, you know, I I think the best part about it was that like people who are really passionate about us soccer, like, I mean, like really passionate, like, like down to like, like, you know, 
look at it at the most intricate level, really watch all the games, stuff like that. Like it really is like a tight knit community, but like mm-hmm. they're all just so excited about it. And like, you know, like people like me, you, um, Jacob, Avi, just like everyone involved in, in CSS and, and, you know, just like with the conference and as a whole, I think it was just super exciting to see that just to see all of them come together as one and, you know, just talk about the beautiful game for like eight hours and like, you know, all those different panels, everyone was so passionate. Like it, it was really amazing just to see like, these, you know, because like Alexi Lalas, Marisa, do like these dudes have better things to do, bro. Oh yeah. But, but their love for the game, just like you know, like like they they came to a, a conference that college kids just like organized on, on a whim out of nowhere, and like you know, we made it something that was like really amazing. We had like what over three hundred tickets sold, right? Yeah. Like I never thought we would be doing that in our first attempt. So and you know, even during like COVID circumstances too. So it's like I'm excited for the for the day where we can finally do you know events like this in person because like oh yeah, that's gonna be a whole different thing. But like. You know what? Like, like we did a lot of like great work, and I'm really proud of it. But like, we can only go up from here. Like, like oh, this yeah. is literally just the beginning. Next time, you know, hopefully when it's in person, it'll be a whole different experience. And a hundred percent, we'll get we'll get a lot of big names and and big personalities. And I think we did a really good job this time, though. And and every panel yeah. really brought like such an interesting perspective. The the ENT panel was really interesting. The mm-hmm. uh, anti racism one, the business panel, all of them were were just so interesting to listen to and uh i enjoyed the whole thing and you know we all worked really hard on it and it was really good to see it pay off in the end yeah definitely and if any of y'all who are listening to this went to the conference or just like attended a couple panels we would love to hear your thoughts you know definitely like connect with us tell us what you thought but like i gotta say it was a great time it was a great time i I can't can't believe it already passed like we were planning this well like since (laughs) quarantine right like it's already yeah, done. It's kind of like, like it's kind of like a shock when it happened. Like after it happened, I was like, "Wow, that just happened!" I was like, like was "Yeah, like we really a, just did that." Yeah. <laughs> just having insane, like a, Alexi Lawless on our screen talking to us, and then seeing him like right? day on Fox Soccer commentating the U.S. game was like, <laughs> what the hell? That's it was strange. a trip, man. It was a trip. But yeah. no, uh, yeah, the, the conference was amazing. Definitely a huge success this semester. Um, and you know, something we look forward to do later. But like, other than that, some some other couple major events happened. We finally got to see the USMNT play against Wales and play against Panama with this full UEFA squad. what do you think about the games, dude? Yeah, the games, the first one I was so hyped to watch and, and I couldn't find the, I couldn't find a stream at first. <laughs> I sent so, you one though. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had to watch it like delayed, but I want to watch the, like the whole thing from start to finish. But sure. you know, I think a few, the midfield was just, uh, there's some, I think, you know, that's super bright spot for the future with McKenney Adams What's oh, the yeah. other guy? The guy that plays for Valencia. What's his name? Y- Yunus Mensah. Yes, Yunus. Yunus. Yeah. Yes, Yunus. That guy's good. He's so good. Man, and seventeen then, uh, too. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Gio Reyna was really good. Uh, the, I thought the back line in the first game with, with uh, John Brooks, he was really good at like distributing the ball. Uh, Sergio Dest was was really good in both games. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you could kind of see that. Just talking about Dest for a sec. Uh, I think one of the commentators made this comment, but like when he's out playing there, he's, it's almost like he's playing like street soccer. Like he's trying all these different skills and stuff. He seems like super comfortable, which is like really cool to watch. And uh, you know, I think he'll be a really bright. He was playing, he played on the left side in the second game in the right spot in the first. And he was like, probably the, he's probably our best fullback at both sides. I think. What do you yeah. think? No, no, hundred no, percent. I definitely agree with that. And like, you know, I think that these dudes play with a swagger, dude. Like, like, like when Dest has the ball, that man doesn't, like, he doesn't just try to dribble and take up the space. He tries to, like, put his own personality in the game. Like, like even against Wales, like, I know it was, like, a drab game, nil-nil, whatever. But, like, you saw him really, like, take on defenders one-on-one, take on attackers one-on-one. Like, he has that confidence. And 
you know, I think it's really contagious to see it spread throughout the team. And, you know, even guys like McKinney, like, like I really admire McKinney because like, he may not be the guy that gets the goals. He may not be the guy that necessarily gets all like, the, you know, the good crosses, like all the flashy stuff, but that man works. Like he's always up and down the field. And, you, you know, I, I think it's really valuable that he's working under Pirlo at Juventus because it really, like you know, Pirlo sort of cemented his role as like someone who maybe wasn't the fastest. Like he was a physically fit dude, but he maybe wasn't like the definition of like fitness, like, like, like a Ronaldo level, like pacey up and down the field, but he worked hard. He always like got the ball. He played the through balls. I think McKinney is sort of like, able to apply those uh, metrics to his game while at the same time, you know, having that like flavor of like level of like death and having that like sort of like spiciness, I guess. But, you know, it was really interesting to see. And like, I was sort of pissed off that first game just because like, you know, with, with, with uh, what's his name with uh, Yajet up top, I think it's how you pronounce it. Oh, but, like, yeah. Legit. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that is not a striker, bro. But like, you know, against Panama, <laughs> we showed what we can do with a striker, dude. Like, like six goals. Like, like that was no joke, but yeah. I don't know. Like, like, I think like, the second yeah, the, the second game was, like, uh, it's definitely more of, like, what we'll see in CONCACAF because mm-hmm. Panama is, like, a like a team that we'll play. Exactly. And I think the, there was, like, a little bit of an issue with, like, playing with a number nine because, like, Lejet's not really a number nine. But yeah, I think, what's, I think we can tell that, like, I think he'll be in the squad, like, for the future because he sure. was the only <laughs> MLS guy to get called in, and they were all European. Yeah, which and is a big sign, all- like – yeah and he started the first game and and then when he came in as a sub in the second game he scored and he always seems to like come in and try to make an impact so i think he'll probably be in the squad for the future he's still like pretty young and uh sebastian soto was really good too and and hopefully yeah he's not cap tied right i think he still has to make a decision because it was a friendly i think a friendly yeah yeah you're not cap tied and uh, Um, yeah i don't i don't think Eunice is a cap tied either right yeah yeah but i think hopefully they I don't know. Hopefully, they gave him a little taste, and they they. Dude, I mean, the US. yeah, no, they, they both seem to be like vibing with all the teammates. Like, like you see on social media, like all of them are mm-hmm. like, you know, like there's obviously the banter there between them. But yeah, yeah, no. In terms, of, so I think the number nine is like the most hotly debated position because, like, I think in like just like in the midfield and defense, we sort of have people who are like cemented to sort of play there, or like you know, we have like a couple favorites each. But I don't know for, for the number nine role. I think like Josh Sargent is like. The one I see yeah. is the favorite on like USMNT Twitter and just like places yeah, around yeah. there. But like, like, what, what are your thoughts? Like, like, we obviously saw the what's his name, man? The, the guy who plays in League Two who scored two goals against Panama. Oh, I forget. He's got like a really long last name, right? It's an Italian last yeah. name. I forget. But I like, but, but, yeah, but, but that dude played pretty well. Uh, Sebastian really Soto good. netted a couple. Like, 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 oh, do you do you think that Sargent is the clear favorite for that role, or like, like, what what do you think is going to happen there? I don't really know. I I, I think I watched a press conference with uh, Greg Ber- Greg Berhalter like. It was either post the first game or something, and he was talking about how he would have liked to have like a few of the MLS guys, but since they're going into playoffs, he couldn't. But he mentioned mm-hmm. he mentioned Michael Bradley and Josie Altador, and and then he mentioned like Aaron Long and uh, a few other guys. But so it looks like you know Josie Altador will be in the squad for the future too. So we'll see what happens with that. I think Josie Zardes is like. Definitely one of Berhalter's favorites. I don't like. He's got one of the worst. I think it's just because the Columbus Crew connection, yeah, yeah. man. Like <laughs> I saw, I saw him play. Uh, I saw him play live a couple summers ago. Damn, I'm he, sorry, man. He he, <laughs> he literally had the worst touch on the field. Like it was, it was incredible to watch. I was like, this guy is the only national team player on the field, and he has the like worst first touch. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I think. Sergeant's just a little bit like inconsistent. I don't know yeah. who will be. I don't know who will be. You got an assist today. You got an yeah, assist he today. did. 
I don't know, like, who's going to – like, the number nine is such, like, a coveted position. I don't know who's going to be – we still have two years, but, like – Yeah. I guess we'll see. Like, I think Sargent and Soto are just, like, so young. But, uh, you know, if they keep if they keep scoring goals and, like, qualifiers and stuff, then that will kind of cement their spot, I think. Yeah. I will say one thing. So, Josie Altador, obviously someone that's very criticized because of his role in, like, 2018 World Cup. You know, like, like yeah. he, he had a pretty bad time in, in, in Europe and the Premier League. He didn't do, mm-hmm. really do that well. But in my opinion, like he can, he plays for the USMNT. Like when he's called up, like he scores goals. Like, like I, I think that he's like a unique passion for the national team. And like, I think he can perform, but I don't know. I don't necessarily think that he's been getting that many minutes at Toronto. I don't know if it's because of, if it's because yeah, of fitness or age or yeah. whatever, but I don't know. Like, so the world cup's in two years. He's going to be, well, I think he's going to be 33 when the, yeah, something like that. When, yeah. When like the first round start. Do you think that he's a viable option right now for someone who like starts and leads the team, or like what are your thoughts on Altidore as a whole? I think he'll probably be like a sub, right? I don't yeah, know. that's what I'm thinking. In terms of just like the starting lineup for 2022, or like like you know what we think is going to happen with that, let's let's go through the team and like just sort of like see like who the favorites are right now, what we sort of think of them. So obviously at goalkeeper, we like I think the U.S. has just like historically. For some reason, we just produce amazing goalkeepers like 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 Buzan, Friedel, Tim Howard. Like like these guys have all like like had Premier League experience stuff like that. So, okay, so, so for twenty twenty two, who do you think is? I, I'm guessing Zach Steffen, but who do you think yeah. is like the favorites and like like who are some sleepers maybe that for that position? I think it'll be Zach Steffen for sure to start. Yeah, uh, I think Brad Guzan could still possibly be in the picture because he's he could, you know, yeah. I think Zach Steffen's like the most prosperous, but he's not going to play. At Man yeah, City, unless he goes Max out on loan, and if Brad Guzan's like playing a lot, which he will be, uh, I don't know how old he'll be. He'll probably be like mid thirties or something. But sure, yeah, I could see him possibly playing. And then uh, Ethan Harbaugh, I really like too, but he also yeah. is a back- he's also a backup. Uh, so you never, I don't know. There's also that one guy at the New England Revolution that I guess is really good. Matt Turner. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, he's but good too. I get like, I think Zach Steffen's a better goalie, but if he's not playing, then I don't mm-hmm. know who's gonna start. What do you think? So I think that Zach Steffen is the favorite. Um, I think that within a couple of years he will see consistent playing time at Man City, which I'm very excited for. I want to see him go against like the best strikers in the world. So that's gonna be amazing for him. I think. Um, a goalkeeper that I still really like, and I'm surprised that he's still in MLS actually, is Sean Johnson. I think that he does yeah. like consistently well at New York City. Like, in, in my yeah. opinion, like, like, like at, at one point, I thought he was better than Zach Steffen b- b- before um, Zach got signed, but uh, signed for um, he was playing in Germany for a bit before that club. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I think Sean Johnson is a good like sleeper candidate, someone to have there, and I think that he'd do well in Europe as well. I think he's an underrated dude, but. Yeah, no, I, I think we can both agree though that like Zach Steffen is like yeah, I agree the man like like he is like like the new Tim Howard, the man that yeah. we're expecting. But yeah, no, let, let, so I, I guess that's the goalkeeper position down. Let, let let's go down to like the defense now. So I, I think left back we can both agree that Sergio Dest is just a different animal, right? Like 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 that man's yeah. young, that man has skill. Like, like like what else do you want, right? I think another main guy could be Anthony Robinson if you put Dest mm-hmm. on the right because I think Dest is uh, right footed. Yeah, I think so. so. That's really, I think, like, it's really tough. I'd rather have a left-footed left back. Yeah, so I agree. I think Anthony Robinson is my guy. Um, yeah. I think just because he's left-footed, and then I'd probably put Dest on the right. Because I don't, like, Yedlin, I don't know where he's, I don't know where he's at, man. I don't think he's getting time, man. Like, he, <laughs> I, I think, is, is he at Newcastle still, or did he go to Besiktas? I heard something about him being linked to Turkey, I thought. 
I think he's linked to them, but I think he's still at Newcastle. He just isn't okay. like playing. He doesn't get time. Yeah. No, and, and I think especially because like you know like Bearhalter loves playing out the back, and like I think that's just a tactic that he consistently implements in the team. So yeah. having those like left-footed left backs, right right-footed right backs, they're able to like they're able to play with their wing very um much more comfortably and play out the back. So I can definitely see like Anthony Robinson on the right, and then uh, um Dest on the right, uh, or sorry, Anthony Robinson on the left and yeah. Dest on the right, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then for uh for, for the center backs are. Who, were the, who played in the friendlies? It was, it was Tim Ream and it was um, uh, Brooks, right? Yeah, and then Miazga played as well. Miazga, Miazga, right, yeah. Miazga's me, at, at Reading, right? Yeah, uh, I think he's at a, he's at that Belgium club. Oh, uh, um, Anderlecht? Yeah, I think he's at Anderlecht. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for, for center backs, I think it'll probably be Brooks. And I really like Aaron Long. I think he's Aaron really Long good. is good. He's a good he's player. He's so good. And I, I, he would have went to Europe. I think he would have definitely been like next to Brooks. But yeah. since he didn't admit, like, since he's, I don't know, there, I guess there's a little bit of a stigma I have against like staying in MLS. But I get that. Yeah. I think it'll probably be like Miazga. But I mm-hmm. still think uh, Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman will be on like the, the bench for sure. They're still like some of the best center backs we yeah. have. Yeah. I want to see Long and Zimmerman like play together yeah. uh, with this uh, UEFA team because because Zimmerman's good man like, like 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 he's been he's been really killing it in MLS like he and the thing is that he's consistently been in teams that like make it to like advanced rounds in the playoffs like he did well with LAFC with Nashville like, with the Nashville this is their first club first time oh no this is their first season ever right and they're already in playoffs so like he's killing mm-hmm. it there too and, and I think, think he's he, defender of the year right yeah exactly what I was about to say yeah. yeah he won defender of the year so. I'd be interested to see how he fits in. And plus, he's from Georgia. You got to represent, man. You got to represent. <laughs> he went to, he went to uh, what, Furman? Is that a school? I think it's in yeah, South, yeah. South Carolina. He went to Furman. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he went to Furman. Yeah, yeah, So those two are good. Um, yeah. We, we said Tim Ream. We said uh, John Brooks. Yeah, I, I, I think those, those four are pretty much like the favorites right now for that. Yeah, I agree. All right, so moving to the midfield, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's... I would love to see Tyler Adams, McKinney, and then that what young what's it, what was his name again? Young Eunice Mensa, Eunice. I think. Yeah. I'd Eunice. like to see them in like a little triangle there. I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That'd be dumb. Or, yeah. Or maybe put put uh put Geo in with mm. uh McKinney up like up as attacking midfielders and then Tyler as like a defensive midfielder. True, true. And then you know, um Pulisic for Chelsea plays what? Like more of a Central like attacking le- mid role, like a left. Or he plays left. Think. Yeah, I think. Oh, so. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because no, it's interesting because I think for Dortmund he played more of a central role, right? I don't know. I didn't really watch a lot of his Dortmund games, but yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. I think he's. Yeah, I think he's definitely like, since he's one of our best players, he should be like in an up top role. I feel like because he's more like yeah. deadly. So and, I, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, and I and I will say this too, like like something I really admire about Pulisic is that he really has that passion for the national team. Like, like, like during this past USMNT camp, right? Like he was obviously like not fully fit and like, you know, Chelsea wouldn't let him play, but um, he came out to the camp. He talked to all the young players, got them all involved, talked to Bear Halter, sat in through the meetings. Like I really admire. I didn't know that. Did yeah, he, really? he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I oh, saw it over like social that. media, but he literally like awesome. took like, like out of his own time, like came to the camp, helped everyone. Like, I think that just sort of like he has that leadership role. Like, like in 2026 down the line, I know it's a long time away, but he is like the type of guy I think we need as captain of this team. Like he really went out of his way to sort of help them like to that level. And 
these are the type of players I need. Cause like, you know, w- w- in 2018, I don't think we had the type of players that really cared about the crest. Like, 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 I, I don't think like people like Bobby Wood went to bed at night, like thinking about the USMNT crest, how much it meant to him. I can see everyone in this national team, especially Pulisic really caring about that. So Absolutely. I think like, like, he, you know, he, he's very skillful. I, th- I think he's Chelsea's best player, maybe because I'm biased, whatever, <laughs> but he also just, uh, you know, he applies so much to the culture and that's something I really admire him about him. But I, th- that's why I think you're right about him playing more of like an attacking role. Cause like, you know, even if he's more of a midfielder, that man can bang in the goals. Absolutely. And then you've got the right side and I think the right side, uh, I really like Jordan Morris still. I think like I love he, Morris. I'd love if he went to Europe, but he's still killing it in MLS. And he's, he's old now. Uh, maybe like twenty five. Maybe I feel like. Oh, Jordan! Wait, Jordan Morris is that young? I think so. Yeah, I he's did not even realize. I thought he was like in his early thirties. Wow. He could definitely go to Europe if he wanted. To. Oh, he's twenty six. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Oh, he's twenty six. Okay. Yeah. He should that go to Europe. I think he should go to Europe, but. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. If he doesn't, you know whatever but i think he's still like one of our best options on the right and uh i forgot who's i think it was anthony hudson said he really like par paul Ariola, who plays for DC yeah United. yeah hudson did say he's, that yeah he's really good too Ariola's good yeah you got some options on the right i forget who played in the friendlies uh on the maybe. right maybe like tim Wea for a sec was uh, was Wea in the friendly lineup I think he came on as like a sub a few times. I don't know who would go on the right. I forget who was on the right most of the time, though. I, I will say I love Wea though. Wea is a pacey man. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay you know what? Okay. So, so, so against Wales, we played a 4 3 3. I think so. On the, on the, in the, in the midfield, we had McKinney on the left mid, um, T- Tyler center mid, and then uh, Eunice uh, right mid. And then up top, we had um, Legit up top. Conrad on left wing and then Gio Reyna on right. Oh, wing. I forgot about Conrad. Yeah, so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got some options on the wings, and you got Conrad. Uh, you could put Gio on the wing. Um, yep. There's that guy from PSV. I forgot his name. He came on as a sub in the uh, in the Panama game and got two assists. It's not. Um. It's not Lanes, is it? it was, um, no, 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 no. Oh, it, it, wait. It, it's Chris, right? Chris Richards. No. 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 Okay. Wait. No. No. Wait. No. Okay. Last attempt. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it right here. Richard Ledesma, right? Uh, that sounds right. Let me look. Yeah, to be Richard. honest, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Ledesma. I don't know who he plays for. PSV. Anyways. Okay, sure, got you. Yeah, but I think he's no, but, a really good option. But what do you think? To be honest, like I, I'm just looking at the lineup for the Panama and Wales game. We are so versatile in um. Left, left mid, right mid, and the left wing and right wing up top. Like, I think, like, we have so many players that could just adapt to, like, both positions. Like, like I, I, dude, I totally forgot about um, Uli. Uh, and he's fucking good. Or, excuse my language, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pradeep's mom listens to this. He can't be <laughs> No, um, Lana's is really good. Um, uh, who else? Chris Richards plays what? Do you remember? He plays, like, center back, I think. Oh, okay, never mind about him. But, um... Yeah, no, it seems it's, like... Yeah, like, you're right. It's Richie Ledesma. Okay, Richie Ledesma, yeah. So we have Ledesma, we have Reyna, we have Lanez, we have Wea. And, like, I think the thing that's that's crazy about all four of these players is that I think that they can both play either right or left wing and be comfortable. Because, like, I, I, like, especially with Wea, like, at Lille, I, like, I've seen him, like, be able to, like, cut in and shoot, but he also can, like, dribble down the line and get the crosses. And so, to be honest, I don't know who the favorite is for, like, any of those positions, but 
it's interesting because like everyone's very versatile but like i don't know what do you think yeah i think another thing is like we're, like we still haven't seen a ton of the mls players play True. and you can't yeah. like you know i mls is still like a, a really good league and there's still a lot of good players that are american there so i think they're having friendlies in december um, they're planning to yeah yeah that's yeah true. so like and they'll have the january camp which is usually all mls players so you'll get to like see some of those um and i think a lot of players are still gonna like emerge like hopefully you'll see like um brendan aronson kind of break into the team oh and, uh, aronson oh my god and, uh, he's gonna be what he's gonna be 19 at the world cup yeah no well, i think he's that's old enough to start no no no. he's i think he's 20 now he's 20 now oh, oh no so i'm thinking like, about i'm thinking about caden clark that man said okay yeah there. yeah Clay, hopefully caden clark gets to gets like uh like call up into the team and john luca busio plays for sporting kansas city mm-hmm. hopefully he gets a little call up so <laughs> there'll be a ton of players that that'll kind of break through within the next few years a lot of the players that were in the 2014 world cup didn't really even play for the u.s until like 2012 um definitely like like graham zussi and like omar gonzalez and matt beezer they were all like they it would have been like this next january camp that's when they all broke through and they were all starters in the world cup so we'll see yeah. what happens definitely so we pretty much covered, we covered the goalkeeper defense. I think we covered the midfield pretty well, like including left wing and right wing. Mm-hmm. Um, up top, we had that debate about like Altaro, Leget, et cetera. So I think we've covered the team pretty well. But one thing I'm very curious about, especially for 2022, is that, so the USMNT has always had at least one or two people that we like identify as leaders, people who were like always like lead the team, people who have experience with the team. Um, I think that Michael Bradley and Josie Alsorer were, were those two people in this previous cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Pulisic is showing that he has that role of being the leader in this new cycle of players, but he obviously is very young. So I want to talk about players like Dax McCarty or like players, Dax McCarthy, sorry, like, and yeah. players who are sort of of that older age and what role you think they'll play in 2022. Like, do you think it's necessary that we have a balance of players like Michael Bradley, Alsorer, Dax, et cetera, or just like players of that older caliber to sort of, help out these younger folk or do you see Bearhalter just going out with a solely young like lineup like he did with the, the friendlies that we saw? I think like he's definitely probably going to include Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore for the qualifiers just to like be there even if they just sure. sit on the bench to kind of help them through it but I could totally yeah. see him just like pushing them to the side and not bringing them to the tournament to kind yeah. of help the help the players kind of gain confidence and stuff and learn the roles and then once it's tournament time, just like bring the young guys and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be the leaders will be the ones that, you know, have played the most games, whether it's in MLS or overseas. So I think it'll mostly be like players like Pulisic or um, like a Zach Steffen or John Brooks, you know, players that are like in, in positions that are usually leadership roles, like a center back or a goalkeeper. And then Pulisic just because he's going to probably be the, the best player and have yeah. like one of the biggest clubs in the world. He's just gonna like automatically be a, a leader. Who do you like? Who do you think will be captain? Who do you think is gonna? Yeah, I was just about to ask you. So I was just thinking about that. So I mean, you know, obviously, how old is Pulisic? Let, let me Google how old Pulisic is real quick. Because my thing is right. Like, like I just historic. Okay, so Pulisic is twenty. Oh wow, he's twenty-two. I didn't even realize he was that young. Jesus. Oh, he's a Virgo. <laughs> hey, shout out Pulisic. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> um, dude. So my thing with captains is like. I obviously agree that a captain should be someone that like shows leadership qualities, someone who has experience, but like, I really am like somewhat just slightly against having a younger captain on the team. Yeah. I, I just like, I, I think it just is better to have someone who's been around the game longer, someone who really knows how it's played. 
And I think the positions right now where we have people who are very experienced who are likely to start are our center backs. I think that Aaron Long, Tim Ream, like like whoever, like like et cetera, like like those guys, yeah, whoever we listed for center back, those are the experienced guys on the national team right now. So I can definitely see those guys uh, being contenders for captains just because around the pitch, I just don't see who else has been involved long enough to like deserve the armband. But I, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. And I also think like age, like when you're playing on a team, kids that are older, even if maybe they're not at like a, a or players that are older that might not even be at a better club, just the fact that they're older and maybe a little bit more outgoing and have a little bit more life experience. Mm-hmm. I think that could play into it. Like, Aaron Long, let's say he stays at Red Bull and Pulisic is, you know, at Chelsea or, or whatever. He's mm-hmm. obviously at a better club, but I'd rather have Long just because he'll be older. He's probably a little bit more mature. He plays sure. center back role, which is like a very vocal position. He seems like he's a very like outgoing and vocal yeah. person. And Pulisic seems a little bit more reserved. So, and I think Aaron Long's already worn the armband a few times. So I'd feel yeah, really I think comfortable. So, yeah. I feel, I'd feel really comfortable having like Aaron Long or Tim Ream wear the armband. Um, and I think Tyler Adams could all yeah. be super young. If it's not this World Cup, it'll be the next one. I think he'll definitely be one of the captains for sure. Yeah. Uh, who Do you remember who our captains were during the friendlies? Um, I think it was Tim Ream. Okay. And uh, I don't remember who the, the next one was. It might have been Zach Steffen. Yeah, I definitely think both those dudes are are good leaders. And you know what, Zach Steffen, he's what like I think he's like around twenty five ish. So he'll be like, what like twenty seven in time for 2022 twenty two World Cup. Yeah, so. and, and goalies play like a little bit longer. Oh so. yeah, so like yeah, he, I could he'll be him. in his like prime for a bit. Yeah, I could see him probably being in the twenty thirty World Cup too. You know? Yeah, straight up. I mean, like we usually so goalkeepers time. usually goalkeepers get like three World Cups a chance if they're true. really good. Tim Howard's got yeah. three, could have gotten four. So yeah, true, true. I will say though, Zach Steffen's gonna have a lot of competition. Like, like I, I don't know what it is with the U.S. and keepers, but like we we produce some good ones. Just because like we're so athletic, we grew up playing so many other sports with our yeah, hands, like, like basketball, football and football. stuff. Yeah, for sure, so. exactly. They're just more athletic than than European players, I guess. No, hundred percent. So obviously, other than the USMNT, we've seen like you know MLS playoffs come back, which has been absolutely insane. I don't know what what's been going on over the past couple of days, but yeah, did you get a chance to watch the games today or yesterday? Yeah, so I got a little bit of a recap of the uh, the Orlando and NYCFC game, which was crazy. which was crazy. So like in the last, so they were tied, right? And then in the last minute, uh, they so they went to PKs, and then the goalie saved a PK, and the game ended. the The coach went back to the locker room. Yep, it literally and, ended. And then, and then the ref said, "No, no, no, you jumped off your line," which he didn't jump off his line. Like even if like he did, like it wasn't an obvious like. Yeah, like, it was like it was so like. That ref, sh- I saw some tweets like that ref shouldn't be refing anymore, which I agree with. Like, that was a garbage call. And then one so thing they- I will say about the call though, like, so I was reading about it earlier because, like, I, I definitely agree. Like, 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 what was that? Like, like, that shouldn't be a card. But apparently, because of like some technical differences about like when the, like our league start or something like that, MLS is still following the 2019 2020 guidelines for like penalties okay. in which the ref, the, the goalkeeper is supposed to be carded. But under the new 2020 and 2021 guidelines, they're not supposed to be carded. I don't know why that difference exists, but that's why that happened, which is really dumb. So weird. But regardless, yeah, like, you know, continue. So you should look up Bill Hamid after this podcast. Look up Bill Hamid's goalkeeper thing. He did United, right? DC United? Yeah. So, like, 
he was jumping off the line and the goalie called it back for them to take it again. And then I think he called it twice that he was coming off his, he came off his line twice. So, and then they, once the, I think the person missed both of those times. Oh my God. And then when he finally made it, it counted. Right. But yeah. So back to the game, like, so then they tried to bring on the backup keeper and I guess that's against the rules because it has to be a player that's on the field. So you could only pick one of the PK players. So one of the defenders went in goal, he saved a shot and then they scored again. And, and then Orlando won, which is crazy. But what was the uh, Columbus New York game? What happened in that? So I didn't get a chance to watch it, but like I saw the score and like, wow, like, 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 dude, this, this game was, I think one, one at halftime. And then Columbus ended up winning three, two, I think they were three, one up. And then New York got a late goal and we're pressing at the end, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like, dude, this Columbus team has been very impressive to me. Like, like something about Zardes and MLS is like, like, like he just plays better. Like, 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 and he gets a lot luckier too. Like, I don't like the bounces just go his way. The balls just come his way. Like, I don't know. Like, like this Columbus team has like, they're very consistent. I, I think that they're real MLS, like sleepers, contenders, even though they're like, they're like a decent team, but they just always get the right bounce in their opinion. Like, 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 like and especially against this Red Bulls team, like it was a pretty 50-50 game, but I don't know. They ended up like, you know, clutching through 3-2 and then like, you know, like these two games today were crazy, obviously, but like, you know, the ones yesterday were just as wild. Like, like we, we saw New England Revolution get a, like a 95th minute winner, right? Like, and it was mm-hmm. an absolutely amazing goal. And then uh, and what the was Nash- the other game yesterday? And Nashville yeah. and, uh, and Inter-Miami. That was great. That's right. No, I, that's the one that I actually watched. Yeah, no, we were texting during that. Like, yes, like yeah, yeah. Inter was an absolute, like, Jesus, what was going on there? They were getting, like, destroyed by Nashville. Dax McCarty scored, like, a really sick oh, goal. Oh, banger, the, yeah. The one thing I'll say about that game is, so that Dax McCarty goal, he took the – he intercepted the ball at halfway line, dribbled all yep. the way up, and Matuidi is the player on Inter Miami that should have been, like, on him. He was just, like, walking the entire time, like, half walking, half That's walking. That's another thing. Too, like, do you remember – Taylor Twelve called him yeah. out, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember when, when 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 Pirlo was at NYCFC, he was doing the exact same thing. Like, we would see Pirlo on corners, just, like, walking and defending. Like, dude, I think a lot of these players just come from Europe to MLS, and it's like they know it's the end of their career, and they just, like, don't have that, like, drive to win at the end. Like, like, like people like Dax, he's, what, like, 33, 35, like, somewhere in that age range. Like, yeah. he's been playing in MLS his whole life pretty much. Like, they have that drive to win. These European players, I think, are just, like, they're low key just here to flex, I guess. And, and Matweedy's like, a World Cup winner. Like, if he's a World if, Cup winner, that, yeah. that's your leader. I think he's their captain too. And if that's your, your leader on the field, then he's just like, you can't have not, that. Not throwing everything on the line to stop the goal from happening. Like, like what are you guys doing as an organization? Exactly. So, hundred percent. Yeah. And then I, I will say though, like, I, I was very excited for that Nashville Inter Miami game. So I was extremely disappointed. Like, like um, Gonzalo Higuain, um, yeah. the other Higuain, his brother. Um, and there were a couple other as I, I think, but like they just got destroyed by COVID. They they lost some of their best players, some real <laughs> starters. Like like, I would have loved to see that game, dude. Like that would have been such a sick game. Destroyed by COVID. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess that. Yeah, that they were talking about that. That they had like a bunch of COVID cases. Which yeah. That's yeah. So you awful. know, hopefully they get help. Ripped it. I hope David Beckham's doing okay right now. You know, I hope he's not like sad in the crowd. I wonder right if now. he was. I wonder if he even like watched the game. He was probably just, like. <laughs> he probably forgets. He's like, oh yeah, I do own an MLS team. He was right? probably like, like counting <laughs> his jewelry or something. He's like, yeah, I, have an, I have an MLS team. Oh yeah. Oh, they oh, lost. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Dang, I it's even, okay. I don't even <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, no. Other than that, I think uh, I think what playoffs are in, um are uh continuing uh tomorrow and just throughout this week, right? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually probably gonna try to watch some of them. I'm excited. It's yeah. uh 
just having Taylor Tolman's voice on my TV. Oh, just yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you get goosebumps, man. It's awesome. Hundred percent. That's my favorite, dude. It's, the games are like, you know, some of the games are kind of boring to watch, but like, yeah. Even if you're just like doing like some homework or something, or you're playing like a game or something, and you have it in the background, it's like it's it's nice. I like having those games. Yeah. Going. No, I hundred percent agree. All right, so we've been through the history of the podcast. We talked about the conference. We talked about U.S. soccer. We talked about MLS. I think that there's only a one fitting way to end this uh, season finale, and that's with uh, the classic back four quiz. So me and Nick both made one for each other, and uh, you know we're gonna accomplish them. I'm pretty confident I'm gonna get all of them right. You know, I just like you know, I'm just going in with that energy. So just because I'm feeling myself, Nick, why don't like wh- why don't you uh, hit me with your questions first? Let, let, right, let me ace start real quick. Let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, so so Prajit, you're you're an Atlanta boy. Uh, I am. You're familiar with are you familiar with John Gallagher from the Atlanta United? Yes, I am. All right, all right. So where'd he play college soccer? That's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> college soccer is my weakness. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. But I'm gonna guess though. And I think I'm gonna get it right. All right. John Gallagher. You know what? I get I get uh I get a Maryland vibe from John Gallagher. Tell me I'm right right now. You've got the wrong vibe, Brigitte. <laughs> no. He went to Notre Dame. No, went, of course. He, he, That's why you asked that man. question. Wow. All right, all right. So you're... Wait, no, no, wait. But before you continue, did you ball boy for uh, John Gallagher as well? I didn't. No, no, no. He was... Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I, I don't think he had even gone into college yet. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. So next question. So you're, uh, you're 0-1 right now. Fair, fair. How many goals did Ronaldo score for sporting... Uh, SP. Uh, it's multiple choice, multiple choice. Okay, 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 fair. I'm going to get it right then. Let's go. 10, 3, or 7? Seven? 7. You're wrong. It's 3. Wait, what? It's yeah. 3? According to Wikipedia, it's 3, which which doesn't really make sense, but yeah, it's 3. I can't believe this is happening I right couldn't now. believe it either. I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> Over 2. All right, fair. All right, two lucky ones, whatever. We'll get to the real All right. ones now. So uh, you're an Atlanta Falcons guy football fan right yeah fair yeah what pick was qb michael vick <laughs> in the 2001 nfl draft what pick overall third oh he was number one this man Stop. came in with all this confidence and he's getting <laughs> destroyed by my questions man I'm embarrassed to be here, man. Okay. Hopefully this last one, I think you'll get I think you'll get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to get it, too. I agree. I agree. So, we're all U.S. men's and national team fans here. We are. We are. 2014 World Cup. Put yourself in that mindset, watching that okay. World Cup, okay? 2014. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Who had the most assists from the U.S. men's and national team in the 2014 World Cup? Take a sec. Take, take your time. 2014. Think who was on that team and who had the most assists? I'll even give you a clue. They had two okay. assists. They had two assists, and one was in the opening game. And then the other was in the Portugal game. I have an answer in mind. But I'll I'm even just... give you a, a, another hint, okay? Okay, okay, fair, fair. One of them came from the corner kick that went to John Brooks. He kicked the corner kick. Dude, who took the corners? Who took the corners? 
It's an obvious answer, bro. Dude, I can't, I'm blanking right now. Why am I blanking? Okay. If I go 0 for 4, I'm going to be so sad. But I got to guess. I want to go with, um, is it my boy, Jermaine Jones? <laughs> it's my boy, Graham Zussi, man. Oh, my God. Zussi? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I had to make him one of the answers. I really went 0 for 4, huh? All right, you went over four, so I can I can nowhere but up. No, 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 no. No, I I'm gonna say one thing. You're not gonna do better than me. What am I gonna get? You know what? No, no, no. Listen, listen. I had five questions written down, and one of them's easy. Okay. But now that I went over four, I'm giving you. I'm giving. I'm not giving you that one anymore. I'm not giving you that one. Dang, man. Okay. All right, you you ready for number one, bro? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, so. For those of you who don't know, although it's very obvious right now, Nick likes to show off that he was a ball boy for Notre Dame back in the day. That's his claim to fame. <laughs> and specifically, he likes to show off that he ball boyed for some games that Harry Ship was in. So since that is such a claim to fame for you, why don't you tell us that? Tell us what number Harry Ship was on the pitch the year that um, Notre Dame won the championship. Easy, bro. Ten. <laughs> Easy. Easy question. You already beat me. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how many more I can get. Nah, nah, nah. Some, you're not going up. Should we put some money on this? Oh, oh, wow, wow. Okay, we're getting confident now. How much you want to put? I don't know. Uh, a dollar a question. All right, that was good. Okay, okay. All right, okay. So, for those of you who watch the podcast, Nick is very cocky about two things: one, being a ball <laughs> boy for Notre Dame, as we just said; two, being an intern for the BSI podcast, which he <laughs> won't stop talking about for some reason. But regardless. Um, since you are such a close affiliate of the BSI podcast, why don't you tell us what country Benny Failharbor was born in? Brazil. Boom! Let's go! <laughs> Easy. I can't do this anymore, man. <laughs> I can't do this. And it, dude, it's funny because before the quiz, we were texting and Nick goes, yeah, mine is really easy. And I go, mine is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is so All sad. Right. Okay, bet. Number Next three. Week. All right. I know you're not getting this right. How many followers does the On Soccer podcast have on Instagram? Jeez. You know what? I'll even give you like a plus three minus three range. So if you get below three or above three, then you get it right. Seventy-one. Oh, you're close, man. You're close. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Okay, damn. Okay, okay, cool. That was close. All right. All right. And then this last one is arguably the most important one. So I'm obviously I'm a talker, right? I talk a lot, I say a lot of things. And you know, a lot of my friends, they don't really like 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 they listen to me talk, but they don't really absorb the information I'm saying. So during these podcasts, we have some great dialogue, but this last question sort of tests whether you actually listen to what I'm saying or not. <laughs> so on, on the first episode, we were both talking about real games, like, you know, game soccer games we've been uh, to, I what guess. we enjoyed. What is my favorite game that I've been to? If you were really listening. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't the Manchester United game in Europe? I got to say, great guess, but not my favorite wait, game. Wait, That's wait. my second favorite game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Take one more guess, please. You went to a Manchester United game in Europe. Though, I right? did. Yes, I went to okay. Man United versus West Brom. Yes, that's my second favorite game. That's your second. 
Damn. Uh, was it in Europe, though? The game? It was not in Europe. It wasn't in Europe? No. Okay, then I'm guessing that it was a game that Ronaldo played in. I've never seen Ronaldo play. You've never seen Ronaldo play? Believe it or not, yeah. Then, uh, damn. I'm very insulted right now. I thought you were like listening to everything your I said in that episode. Favorite, your favorite game. I'm not gonna lie. If you if, if you paid attention to that episode, it should be pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. Damn. Okay, I'm between. It was either an Atlanta United game or it was a U.S. Men's National Team game. Okay. I. You're hot. You're hot. I feel like we were both at the U.S. Men's National Team Costa Rica Gold Cup final game. We were both there? Is that what you said? Yeah, weren't we both there? Is, is, I don't know. Is, is that your answer? Do you want to lock that in? Or do you want to think about it? Hold on. Let me think. No, no it, was an, it was an Atlanta United game. I don't know. It could have been. could have been. Okay, it was. That's my final. My final answer. No, no, no. I, I know it. It was a U.S. Oh. Women's National Team game. I don't know oh, yeah? what game, but it was a U.S. Women's National Team game. You want to lock that in? I lock it in. All right, Nick. I am excited to tell you that you got the last question <laughs> wrong. Damn. My favorite game I've been to was the MLS Cup Finals where Atlanta beat Portland. Oh, my God. 2018, man. bro. Come on, dude. I saw my home team win the championship. How can that close. not be my favorite? Close. That was one of my options. That was one of my options. I was close. No, fair play. Though. Hey, two out of four. I, I can't say anything, but what was the, I will what was the, say. What was the easy question? The easy okay no you know what I'll ask you that one too just to see if you can get, actually right. get it or not. How do you spell and pronounce my last name? Oh wait, can you see my last Your name? Last name, dude. I, on the screen. That's the easy question. I thought you would get that so easily. <laughs> your last name, dude. I don't. I hardly know what your last name is. I know it starts with an M, right? Wait, do you not see it on the, like the bottom of the Zoom screen? Uh, no, I oh, can't. Shoot. But I see oh, it. In the, I, I see, see it in the name. participants. I see it in the oh, participants. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so I should have asked that one. Dang. What the- <laughs> Dude, that one's so hard. That's probably the hardest question. Dude, I just thought that I knew, you like, I know like it starts with a bunch. M. I know it starts with an M, but I have no idea how to pronounce it or spell it. Yeah, how do you so pronounce bad. it? Mukherjee. Mukherjee. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you've ever said it out loud, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of your fault, honestly. All right, well, whatever. My bad, I guess. She's sensitive, but whatever. But dang, yeah. Congrats. You beat me for this time. I will, I, will, I will say one thing. When we are at the finale of season two, I will not lose to you. I'm making that promise right now. Just all to right. all the fans, we'll to everyone happens. listening right now, this is a one-time thing. I don't know what happened tonight. Like, maybe I just wasn't feeling it. But next time, I'm beating Nick in the back for a quiz. Mark my words. Record this moment. Guys, play this guys, moment when I beat first. him in season two. Play this moment. Yeah, and then we'll play the moment when you don't get it. Nah, stop. I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but for real. Okay, so listen, we have had a magnificent, magnificent first season. Amazing guests, amazing people, amazing conversations, an amazing conference that we never thought we'd be able to be planned in such a short period of time. And listen, guys, we can only go up from here. To, to, like to those of you who are listening, like congrats if you're listening right now because you are a early fan to something that's going to be a huge in the future. Am I right? Like, am I right or am I right, bro? I'm just saying. Uh, you're right. I'm just you're saying, right. You're right. I'm just saying. <laughs> And, you know, we appreciate all the fans, you know, we've, we've, uh, you know, we're looking forward to hopefully gaining new fans and, uh, you know, more people that, you know, that we, I think a lot of the fans that we have are people that we personally know that listen 
and we're looking forward to having listeners that you know go to different schools or uh yeah. older than us or are just interested in soccer in general and we're looking forward to making that next step as a podcast and and having even bigger guests so watch out for season two 100 listen you know we're having those little business meetings we're having those little sessions we're planning some stuff out and you know like you know we're really excited for what's to come because this is just the beginning right like if we were able to co- accomplish so much just in like the you know the beginning stages of this just imagine where we can go from here so you know we're really excited for the future and you know before we close this out nick i don't know many people that would like you know respond to me just calling them out of nowhere asking to start a podcast like, like, like we started this idea just out of nowhere not even knowing each other never seeing each other yeah. in real life so you know thank you for all the effort you put all the passion you have for the game you know it really means a lot like you know there's not many people that would be down for stuff like this no i still remember when Brigitte called me and i was like who is this kid and and he called me like <laughs> saying like hey since we're gonna be working together like do you want to start a podcast and i was like hell yeah like i always i'm super interested <laughs> in podcasts and i always want to start a podcast so mm-hmm. uh for him to reach out that meant a lot and and it's been a great time recording in my in my bedroom at michigan and talking to all these amazing amazing guests so looking forward to the future Listen, as I said before, this is just the beginning. We only going up from here. I'm excited for what's to come. And, uh, you know, all I'm going to say is keep your ears out. Just listen for what we have coming out. We're going to put some really sick announcements out soon for what we got planned, hopefully, like within the next, you know, couple months or so after we figure out what's going on. But, you know, I think right now is like a good time for us to take a little break, take like a little, take everything, take the air in for everything we've accomplished so far and just go on from here. But we appreciate all y'all. We love all y'all. Thank you all for listening. We're only got better for you. we're only gonna get better from here on. And that's on that's soccer. on soccer. There we go. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, should I uh, should I stop recording it? <laughs>